0: spend your Sundays looking for something fun to do? Usually they're so drab and dull.
1: <sighs> Boring.
0: We have just the thing for you. November 28th, the Old Rock House and Rock Paper Podcast present Debstock 2021. Featuring music by Nick Gussman and the Coyotes. Roll, natchez, roll, till all my trouble Let's make Roll natchez. And halt's. It one way we traffic. And I know you missing me one day. And spank on you. It's Debstock 2021, November 28th from 3 to 7 at the Old Rock House, 1200 South 7th Street, St. Louis, Missouri. Tickets on sale at metrotix.com. Debstock 2021, a benefit for glioblastoma brain cancer. Brought to you by Old Rock House and Rock Paper Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another episode of the show. Recording this intro from Columbia, Missouri, up here hanging out at Roots and Blues for the weekend. Uh, But uh, I had to get this episode out there with my buddy DJ Moff. Had a lot of fun hanging out with him a bit ago, talking about a big party he's got going on uh, next weekend, October 2nd at Grove Fest. He's headlining with a bunch of his friends, and uh, it's going to be a wild one, so grab some tickets. Actually, it's a free show, so you don't even have to get tickets. You can just show up and party, so come on out and uh, come on out there and see Moff and everybody else. Uh, It's going to be a great day. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's officially beard season with fall and no shave November right around the corner. It's prime time to grow a beard, and Roughneck Beard Company has you covered. Using a good beard oil from day one of growth sets the stage for a faster, fuller, healthier growth. Avoid dry skin and the dreaded beard itch by combining with Roughneck's genesis with a vitamin punch that really gets things moving. Stop in today or order online and build your kit to kick off your growth in high gear. Uh, You can again shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Or you can stop by the shop anytime during business hours. Uh, located there in Maplewood, Missouri off of Manchester. Stop in there and tell them Shane sent you. Uh, you can find all their wonderful products. Their beard oils, beard balms, junk powder. Or they even got their uh, one of my personal favorites, their Roughneck Beard Back. Check it all out today. RoughneckBeardCompany.com and uh, if you want to help continue to support the show, a great way to do that would be visiting the Buy Jack merch store. Uh, you can buyjack.com/rockpaperpodcast, and we can get you hooked up with uh, a shirt, a hat, uh, tank tops, still uh, many shirts and colors, uh, many sizes and colors. Uh, so whatever you need, we got you taken care of. Visit the website today and check it out. Uh, if you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Hit me up on email at rockpaperpodcast.gmail. At I would love to hear from you all. And uh, got a big party coming up. Uh, you heard about uh, from Tony earlier, and uh, it's going to be happening November 28th. Old Rock House. Debstock returns with one-way traffic. Nick Gussman and the Coyotes screeching halts and spank on ya uh $15 tickets available today at MetroTicks.com. and i would love to see you all out there it's a big fundraiser event i I did for my mother in 2019 and uh we're going to continue it to help some others in need and do our part to support the community and raise some awareness for glioblastoma brain cancer so i would love to see you all out there would mean a lot to me with all that out of the way sit back relax and enjoy a brand new episode with my buddy, DJ Moth. Um, podcast is
2: kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio, it's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> also like my mom. <laughs> it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is DJ Moth. You're listening to the Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley.
0: Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame covers non-stop, never know what New kind of guests that he's got coming at you I've been direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, a hip-hop, jazz All kind of folks that he has Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the, rock, the Like a fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper
1: Podcast.
0: Still copping my sneaker stock in rando jersey John's. Descended of the masked one in mini marathons or need for brands or soapboxes for which the rest is standing on okay. Label owners really for slave trauma, stamping pawns, counterclock cultivators, stowed seeds in my carry-on <laughs> Dying to live, boy are planning premature pattern ones, Dark Man X, double Ks, vendetta, <laughs> big Vaughn. Chess, and forever thankful for those songs All moments and thoughts are riding wrongs, no beer pong Monkey bars and muddy waters forever be dropping bombs Until this homegrown grid a veteran or catch Vertigon I live the rock mics are 3D Former goal was 4D and tapping out of reality Dev Love X, Lost Sub Rock Steady lost Tracy and never got over Tupac can't stop, won't stop. You, 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 Knock down my total polar mountain top Native dying from memory No need for sauce or building bops I swear I never flop Here's a clue to protect the cash dance No drunk driving groupy chasing kiss rule basic math Okay I only play the games that I win at Even gifted a local legend A crisp pair of broken bats Bojack, 30 for 30 Coughing outside a coffin Steady plot on your camp Until I'm content oh, in my coffin okay. Never forget what I'm fighting for Reason my edge protected And never forgotten more Can't protest, black lives matter Cause all lives for your employer matter more So kicking down these racist doors oh, Keeping scores. Uh-huh. Falsehoods, foothballs Tall tales are mostly fraud Fighting faith in the future And lacking a paying solid job Make way for the last Other about that action Local heroes, please save the last my eyes closed on the free throw. You, 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 you,
1: Everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with returning guest, DJ Moff. Hello, hello. Welcome back, man. Hey, thanks, dude. How you doing? I'm real good. I, uh, I'm really glad to be here hanging with you. Uh, it's been quite a while uh, right. for, since we've had a uh, an proper DJ Moff episode, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you we did do one, not too terribly long ago with uh the earthworms right right which was a fun night for sure getting to yeah. talk about some of those days uh the early days uh yeah and we'll have uh, to give you an update now we got a lot
2: more to talk about on
1: that all right you. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah man that was a that was one of my it was a real treat for me because i've been a fan for a long time and uh, thanks, uh getting to hang with the three of you like was a that was a cool night for yeah, sure yeah it was so. a good time man but uh, we got a lot happening right now. Um, busy. I mean, you're always hustling. But we got a lot of big stuff ha- coming up on the calendar, and we want to talk about it. So I thought it'd be fun to catch up with you. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. We I did run into you not too long ago uh, at the pageant and the Halo Bar. You, were, but we didn't really get a chance to get, you know talk and catch right. up. So <laughs> uh, you were busy working. So, uh, but yeah, you, you played the after party for. Uh, the Black Pumas show yeah
2: man I've been a fan since uh, they dropped a couple tracks and uh, their label that they were affiliated with Coal Mine Records is one of my favorite new school funk soul labels and I pretty much scoop up anything they put out all their vinyl 45s and and all that stuff and and especially when the Pumas dropped their self uh, titled album man it just was like oh wow these dudes are incredible like you know once you heard the full body work it was kind of like oh man this is no joke and then all the critical acclaim that came after that was well-deserved. And, yeah. you know, I, it was funny because, like, right before COVID, we, me and a bunch of buddies, we all went and saw them at Off-Broadway. Yeah. I feel like you
1: you probably were the one that maybe helped introduce me. I feel like uh, it was part right around all that. But I remember hearing about the Off-Broadway show. And I was like, okay, I remember, I think right before that, you were I feel like it was you that said like you check out this band and then they were coming off Broadway and I'm like all right and then uh, but the problem was I had tickets to Black Keys was that the same night? the same night oh wow I didn't even realize that at the you know uh, Scott Enterprise Center oh okay okay.
2: definitely different uh, vibes venue wise but I'm a huge Black Keys fan too yeah well uh, that's the
1: thing I like and I hadn't seen those guys in uh, many years Uh, yeah so like I was pumped to see them again um, and, uh, so I made the call to go stick with my, my black keys show and yeah. then, uh, but I ended <laughs> up catching, so I was bummed I missed seeing them at off Broadway, but I did catch black pumas at roots and blues, Ooh. um, a Is couple, that down in Columbia, in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, and that was like September or whatever, right. And in, in, coming into fall there. Right. And they were my, like favorite act of the whole weekend like blew my mind yeah, they're and they're
2: so good live like they sound exactly like they do on album yeah. which is obviously the way it should be but so that was um, that was uh fall of 19 and uh, yeah and, then, yeah. and, and that's a, when we saw them in off broadway right. and there was you know there was a good crowd there but it was so funny cuz we hung out in the little uh court courtyard area of off broadway and had drinks afterward yeah. me and DJ Hoon and, and Matt Sawicki and a couple people And um, we ended up, like, meeting the band and hanging out and having a couple beers with them and chatting. And I was chatting with the lead singer. Eric. Uh, Yeah, 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 Eric. And um, I got some photos with him, too, that are pretty funny. (laughs) But um, he was talking. He's just like, yeah, man, we got to hit the road tomorrow. Uh, We're going to be on Jimmy Kimmel tomorrow. It's our first late night (laughs) appearance. And I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome. And I... What's really funny is they did the Jimmy Kimmel gig and then literally 24 hours later their entire European tour sold out. Yeah. And then the next thing you know they're getting nominated for a Grammy. Right. And it just was like it was insane to watch how the dominoes fall that quick for right. some bands. Like it's it's like kind of a rare thing to see nowadays in the music industry. And things happen so quick for those dudes, sure. like, and it was just wow. I was like, man, of course they deserve it, but it was just so funny that I saw them with like in front of like 120 people at Off Broadway, and now they're like selling out yeah. stadiums and shit. And it's just like, okay, yeah, man. I mean, they deserve it more than anybody, really. And that pageant gig when that came across uh, my table was was amazing. I, I you know, obviously I, I said yes immediately, but it also was cool that it was the first. Uh, show that the Halo Bar has done in over two years. Right. So they haven't done, it hasn't even been open. And they put a new sound system in. I actually went in a couple days earlier and tested out like their DJ equipment and the new sound system with like the whole staff and they took notes on everything and it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, you know, any excuse for me to be able to play like soulful funky music is, I'll take that gig. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude, it was cool, man. Uh, it was good to see you, cause like like we're saying, it's been a long time since I got to uh, yeah. see you uh, perform and stuff. So that was uh, it was cool, man. I liked, uh, like you're saying, they kind of gave it a little facelift over there at the Halo Bar. They got a bunch of nice uh, yeah. pictures, all, all the autographed pictures, uh, right from. A lot of them from Mississippi Nights days and stuff. And yeah, all they nights. have
2: that sign in the back. There's an old Mississippi Nights yeah. sign and all that. And I was like, all right, you can tell Pat Hagen put his yeah. stamp on that place, and and he should. Man, that's such. I mean, I have very fond memories of Mississippi Nights, and that's one of the reasons I love Delmar Hall. Is that stage is pretty much designed just mm-hmm. like that stage that you know was down, you know, on Mississippi Nights. And goddamn, man, there's a lot of history there. You know.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of great stories. I'm, that was uh, that was. Just before my time, I mean, Ooh, not yeah. not uh, not that I wasn't of age and couldn't go to shows, but yeah. as far as that was like, I I didn't really had didn't have that introduction to anybody that take me down to those shows and sure and stuff. So like,
2: um, yeah, you know, I mean, I was in high school when it yeah. closed. So my band was picking up traction during sure. that time, and we ended up playing a lot of shows there, which was we were really fortunate. And then when Earthworms came around, we actually did one of the like the last week of shows I was at Mississippi Nights Ozo Motley played and they had yeah. Earthworms open up all right and we got to play which was awesome and I'll never forget this cuz I was like I kind of you know you kind of had that thought in your mind that night like this is the last time we're going to be at this venue it's it's gone after this mm-hmm. we all know it's coming it's like 3 days before it closes and uh Ozo Motley did a really incredible thing at the end of their set they came out in the crowd and they handed out percussion instruments to like Twenty people or something, yeah. and they had like a huge jam session with like the crowd, and we were all there, like banging, you know, bongo <laughs> drums yeah. and all that stuff. And it was just like it was like the perfect like closing memory for that venue, you know, yeah, for man. me at least. You know, it was awesome.
1: That triggered a memory. Uh, it, not quite as cool, but still, <laughs> still so, so cool. Uh, it, I saw uh, um, here come the mummies at oh, uh, yeah. at Delmar Hall. And I saw uh, the opener was a group called P-Lander Z.
2: Not familiar. Yeah, who's that?
1: They uh, are, I'm not I'm not positive of where they're from. Yeah. Uh, uh, originally, but they dress in these like big, bright, colorful outfits. Like, and each one has a different color. It's almost like Power Rangers, or oh, you uh, know, not quite like Power Ranger, but like just you know that kind of thing. Like they all just have loud, their, bright. Yeah. Yeah. And um. I'll show you a video when we're done, but it, it was one. It was definitely a spectacle. The songs <laughs> weren't like were not really my thing, but it was highly entertaining to watch the live show nonetheless. And like, and um, but there was a point in the show where the same kind of thing. They had these like totes full of just like you know like <laughs> drumsticks and dog bowls kind of uh, kind of, you know basically any no- noise makers sure, and sure, like sure. and they handed them out to like all sorts of people and like so everybody's just like going crazy like you know kids with uh you know instruments and uh i
2: mean i love when groups do that and get the crowd you know it's like an interactive experience that's really cool i'm still wrapping my head around how to do that as a dj yeah it's kind of tough
1: (laughs) okay everybody bring their turntables yeah 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 (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's funny because some of the new technology is actually kind of opening you know some ideas at least for me that like maybe i could do some more stuff with this because now stuff is like wireless needles and yeah. all this weird stuff that i'm using nowadays i'm like maybe i can pull something off right throw like a record sure. on the crowd with like one of the wireless needles on and have someone scratch along with me or something or yeah i don't know there's also a lot of liability involved there like <laughs> if that if i lose that stuff then i'm kind of screwed for the rest of the set yeah. but well, still wrap my head around that
1: one yeah i don't know like you're saying that it's like all that stuff's like crazy how everything's evolving so fast and everything i the uh like the silent disco kind of th- thing is yeah. going on too. Yeah, a bunch like, of those, yeah. You know, I just like, uh, I just, it's just, uh, it's a whole new world, man. You know, just like <laughs> how it's evolving. Uh, kind of, uh, We were kind of talking about it off mic and stuff too, about even how it's made an effect on you. Right. And, uh, and you know, touring wise and everything else, like every, oh, everything. Totally. Yeah. It's just like, it's a whole different world now. It's like out there and, and learn, or having to readapt to, Everything is different today. So. Oh,
2: dude, yeah. I mean, it's so fast. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. Just watching it, Just in, in, at least in my, you know, industry, in the DJ landscape, or, you know, it's just like, I, you know, I a picture I put up yesterday, literally, my sister texted me a photo, and it was me when I was 16. Yeah, man. I I'd like, never I even seen that. this photo before, yeah. and I'm like a baby, and I'm testing out. It's like, literally, you can tell in the photo, it's my first set of turntables. I, I remember it. I'm like, That's how long ago this is. Sure. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, wow, things have changed so much now. Like, cause that was just back then. There wasn't CDJ turntables. There wasn't computer, laptop, digital, you know, s- software. There wasn't anything to DJ with except vinyl records. It was just vinyl, putting a needle on a record, and that's what you have. You gotta have. You want to play that song as a DJ? You better find that record first. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's just it's funny to think about that because you know I even talk to younger DJs nowadays, and they're just like, what, like. You had to go out and find every song you wanted to play. I'm like, yeah. And it was really expensive on yeah. top of that. Like, you know, you buy a 12 inch single that, you know, back in the day, it was like, what, seven, eight bucks? But it's like you want to buy a bunch of those. That shit adds up quick, oh, man. Yeah. And I bought all this stuff when I was in high school and I was broke. I, wor- I was working at Best Buy, I was working retail. I didn't make any money, you know, <laughs> I'm literally dumping all my money I made, you know, the retail job straight into vinyl. And I was just like, that was the only way I could, you know, build a record collection. Yeah. And it's just like now it's like, oh, you have a laptop already. Yeah, you can download this free uh, interface and uh, join a record pool for thirty bucks a month, and you can download thousands of songs, and that's your that's your library. You know what I mean? It's like access is so wide sure. open now. It's changed a lot. It's insane. <laughs>
1: that's super cool, though, that uh, your sister sent me that that you have like like that exact moment
2: yeah yeah. i'm also like what else are you keeping that i haven't seen (laughs) man what the hell (laughs) like i can't believe i haven't seen this until right now right uh that's
1: and that's such a weird thing too like something like that like um you know just uh because you probably you know you probably don't even remember the picture obviously people have some memories where they remember things like oh yeah right and like i remember that for sure but it's like so you probably totally forgot I mean you probably remember your table and all this, but like I'm just saying you get that picture and you're like oh man like go like a total flashback Yeah, Every, all these memories other memories start coming back and everything else like it's such a, a neat to power trip of like what, how much that one picture can unlock yeah. and stuff, and like
2: it's just you know, triggers a lot of good memories. And yeah. just, you got to kind of sit back and be like, Man, we've we've all come a long way, man. Yeah, like, right. Honestly, like that's that picture. It's funny if you look in the background, it's my mom and dad's laundry room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the basement next to like the washer and dryer and shit. It's like ain't glamorous, but yeah. you got to start somewhere, right? Man, start <laughs>
1: from the bottom. Now we're here, hey, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no doubt, man. Uh, I think it's super cool, though, that, and especially like that you've stuck with it, and then where it's taking you, you. Sure, know, got you've, you've you know got to see so much of the world and everything else right. uh, because of those tables and all this all the different stuff. So it's yeah, like,
2: man. I don't know. I got I got bit by the bug during that time, and it just I, it became an obsession. And I think that I don't know it, for if you want to take any kind of artistic you know career super seriously, make you know a life life's work out of it I think you have to have those like obsession years and that was high school for me like all I wanted to do was like staring at the clock and in school just like man I just want to go home play on my turntables (laughs) man and I'd run home immediately beeline right to that washer and dryer laundry room and throw my backpack off and just sit there and practice for hours had my dad upstairs screaming you're, you're rattling the china cabinets. He's <laughs> screaming at me. I'm just like, "Hey man, I'm practicing. You let me you knew this was coming. You let me build this shit down yeah. here like you know. They were super supportive though, man. Like my parents were really cool about it. So, you know. Yep. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, man. <laughs> I could have been doing dumb shit during that time and instead I was nerding out over music. So, yeah. You know what I mean? I used uh I
1: remember like I wasn't quite into music like music came for me um really started diving i mean i always like was a fan of I mean, i'm sure we've had the conversation but a fan of like music all my parents stuff yeah but as far as me like going to shows a lot more was right after high school and, and started getting out and supporting my friends playing live music and yeah and um so uh but for the longest time sports was there for the, the basketball and football and mm. I, I had my buddy sean next door growing up and we played a ton of basketball and it was always like you know the whole curfew kind of thing dad you know like be home uh, mm. when, you know the sun goes down kind of thing or whatever <laughs> and then we'd stay out playing basketball till you know all night long oh, for and sure. then i'd get home and he'd you know be kind of pissed off and he'd say something and i'm like oh, i could you know i'm not out doing you know whatever you know i'm, right. I'm playing basketball like i'm doing something Ex- exercising, doing something good, sure. but, you know, like, something whatever. productive, right? I'm not just uh, screwing around, you know. Being a, you know, I mean, I did plenty of that too. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> but, but I'm just, I ain't uh, no saint. Yeah, for sure. But I, it's just the whole thing, like it's, you know. And then I think you realize well, like at least I'm, you know, doing yeah. some, something
2: good. Yeah, for me, it was my older brother was an artist, and I, if he didn't break in. My dad's. My dad was kind of a hard ass. He's like a hard ass, you know, angry Arab dude. So it's like my brother was the one that really kind of like broke him in on the I want to be an artist thing. And like that was I remember them fighting a lot growing up because he just didn't understand the path my brother was trying to take. And if my brother didn't break him in, like I wouldn't he wouldn't have been sure. nearly as supportive as he was when I came around like, oh, no. Wanna- I want to make beats and, and DJ and scratch and be a turntablist and rock parties yeah. and collect records and all. He was, he was like, what are you trying to do? He's like, all right. He could tell I was passionate about it and I wasn't going to let go until I started doing it. And he was like, I think he kind of knew like, all right, he's obviously getting obsessive over this. So might as well get on his on, on his yeah. side instead of fighting him about it. But. Yeah, they were super cool about it, man. But yeah, shouts to my brother for <laughs> laying the groundwork there because he ha- that helped a lot. Yeah. Otherwise sure. it would have been a, a constant struggle. You yeah. Know, but uh yeah, man.
1: Well you uh if you haven't, you can find uh DJ Moff spinning all over St. Louis. So uh, you you keep quite busy. The calendar, uh I love seeing your your monthly uh <laughs> you know pictures uh, with Yeah, and it's basically every night.
2: Yeah, yeah. like you're you're everywhere all the time. My Friends are like, "Man, you're doing like 24 dates this month." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I did it to myself." (laughs) It's a a light month for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah, I I love it, man. I I love keeping busy, and I don't know. For me, it's it's interesting because I've set myself up in in at least uh, the last you know number of years where. All these gigs, each one of them are kind of... I kind of do a different style or a different thing. You know, you see me downtown next to Bush Stadium. A lot of those places I play, I'm doing, you know, club sets and playing club music. And I'm doing my thing too, but it's it's more, you know, that vein. And then, you know, we Party got... Party going. Yeah. yeah. And then we got like Motown on Mondays. There's a whole different style. And then the stuff I do with my different, you know, artists with our original music and actual concerts and touring mm-hmm. and all that. And each... I feel like I get to do a lot of different... I get to showcase a lot of different styles and flavors of stuff I sure. do and that's why I love seeing that packed schedule too cuz I'm like all right I can get away with being super creative and weird on on this show but the next night I got to tone it down a little bit and make sure you know it's a good club experience for people yeah. who want to come out and dance to you know pop music or you know top 40 rap or whatever you know sure. it's it's just you know I don't know it, it keeps it interesting for me it keeps it me on my toes a little bit
1: Yeah I uh, I I mean I I can imagine like it would definitely get boring eventually, you know, doing the same thing every yeah. night. So, yeah, have for it. real. And, uh, you know, just having all these different flavors coming in and out and stuff. So, yeah, and, it keeps uh, it fresh. Yeah. Something different. Yeah. That's why I like, uh, you know, the, the show sort of has a format, you know, not really, but <laughs> not a really much, but like, but it's, it's nice having, always having a guest and always having, a different style and all music and everything else, because that's how I am with how as a fan. So I like, right? I like to represent all kinds of different stuff, and I like. But the best, you know, if it was if I always had to talk about rap or rock or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. every right. every night, like I would probably get bored. So and like well, it just
2: becomes predictable. Yeah, it's like it's you, your listeners would be like, here he comes. He's yeah. going to ask this question. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's that part of the show. He's yeah. about the who are your favorite yeah. MCs <laughs> or, or whatever your favorite sure. guitar players? Yeah. And, you know, I, I get that, man. I really do.
1: Yeah. I try not to, I mean, I do have a little bit of a segment, uh, where I ask some of the same questions, but I try not to be that predictable. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, but, man. uh, yeah. So you, uh, again, you're, you're busy, uh, just solo as, as DJ Moff, but, mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about a, a little briefly, but you are also, uh, Very heavily involved uh, with uh, a couple other groups. uh, which I mentioned the Earthworms, uh, which we are uh, currently wrapping up uh, a new record.
2: Yeah, we have a new album coming out. It's just a crazy thing because last time we were on the show with you, we were just kind of reuniting, I guess. Uh, A a homie of ours, uh, Intellect MC from Midwest Avengers, passed away. And they threw a big tribute show for him. So we all, and we got asked to kind of come back and asked if we wanted to perform at the tribute. And of course we said, yeah. Uh, he's been on a bunch of, of our records and was a close friend to everybody in the group and well respected. And we got together and we played that tribute show. And we kind of like, we're like, man, we kind of miss each other. You know, it's been 10 years since we've yeah. performed as Earthworms. And so uh, we recorded a track. Then that kind of started snowballing into, hey, let's do a four-song EP. And then that became what we're about to release. Uh, it's hard to say because I don't know. We're submitting the album in two weeks to the record label. It's got to be completed. So I don't know if that's going to mean it might come out holiday season around Christmas or maybe a tw- early 2022 release. We'll have to keep you posted on that. But it's just funny how like a four-song EP snowballed into like a 12-song album or 13-song yeah. album or whatever it is. It's just funny how that works, man. Shit. We just kind of, like, we kind of all clicked again and, you know, just kind of became one of those things where we're, yeah, I got this beat. You guys like this? You want to do this? Da-da-da-da. And, and everyone's writing has been top-notch. These guys are crushing it. They sound hungrier than ever. And I feel like my style has evolved drastically since 10 years ago. And, um, and it's just really cool to, like, you know, get together with some of my best buddies from back in the day that I kind of lost touch with for a while. Sure. You know, those dudes are like my brothers. We did insane stuff over that, you know, that run we did for a couple of years. We put out three really successful albums and a couple mixtapes and won a bunch of awards and we got to do a lot of touring. I mean, we did that USO tour uh, overseas. We got to play, for, uh, you know, all the army bases in yeah. Europe and just we just got to do some incredible stuff and I shared a lot of, you know, Huge memories of my early career, earlier career it was with Earthworms, man, and those dudes are like my older brothers, really. And so it was really cool to kind of just get back into the into the saddle with those dudes. And I'm really proud of this album, at least the way it's coming together right now cuz it's it's when we came back, I told them I'm like I'm down to come back, but I don't want to just make the same style stuff that we were making 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Music, obviously, has evol- evolved very quickly nowadays, especially hip-hop. Hip-hop from 10 years ago does not sound like it does today. That's changed a lot, too. So we kind of adapted a more modern style, at least for, I guess, overall, even the way these dudes are, their their cadences and flows and their raps and shit are are definitely at least more modernized than what we used to do. Our old stuff was pretty... Like, the production was pretty sample heavy, very, you know, a lot of chops of old soul and funk records and whatever, and, you know, a little bit more boom bappy. This one is a little bit more, I would almost say, I mean, there's some of that still in it, but I would almost say it's more of, like, an aggressive, like, like almost like Run the Jewel style. Okay. Uh, at least to me, sonically, that's kind of where, where we're going with it a little bit more. And yeah, man, these dudes are just razor sharp. I was just kind of blown away. My boy Black Patrick hasn't rapped at all in 10 years. Like, he, you know, family man, got a really nice job. He has a couple kids now. And uh, he kind of put music on the back burner and focused on his career and his family. And it's just like, I'm hearing these verses from this dude. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he is just murdering. I'm like, okay, man, you've been holding on to this? Or do you just pull the, you just write this now? Like... I don't know where that dude, like, he laid dormant for ten years to come out like a madman. Yeah. So and Matthias has always been razor sharp, dude. So, sure. you know, he's killing it too. And It's just like pretty proud of what we're about to release, man. And yeah. have to keep you guys posted on that. We'll have to have the whole crew on on with you again when the album comes out yeah, or something. I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah, man.
1: I'm uh I'm excited to hear it, man, because I was uh just today at work, you know, kind of getting in uh, the moth, uh, you know, mode, I was. Uh, I went and listened to awesome. old earthworms and uh, listened to midnight at the Capricorn and uh, yeah, and just, man. I don't know. Like though, all of it's good, but just, that Medicine Man song has always been a, a yeah. favorite for sure. And, uh, That's one of my favorites yeah. too, man. I mean, it, the
2: Ode to the Weed Dealer. Everyone's yeah. got one. Well,
1: and you know, just talking. <laughs> talking about how things have changed uh that song is now pretty much irrelevant so yeah like, i was uh, gonna say
2: it's almost not even uh, <laughs> it's not taboo talk, like it used about, to be
1: talking about risking his freedom to you know and stuff like right. well that's now they're just everywhere you know? right <laughs> <laughs> head
2: down to proper cannabis yeah. y'all. <laughs> right. yeah it's it's really funny how things evolve and change that quick too yeah. culturally it's like oh man yeah yeah i uh, you know there's lines on that album over we were all very optimistic, you know, because I think uh, Obama was on, like, his first term. And mm-hmm. we were, you know, we're it, not saying that, you know, uh, anything bad about the man, but it was just funny. Like, it was like you listen to some of that stuff, and it's like, dude, there's, like, George Bush references on the second album and, you know, yeah. the, um, the political stuff. It's just yeah. interesting to hear the political climate stuff mm-hmm. and how it holds up over time. You're like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we thought that way, and then uh, things turned around in a yeah. different way, in, the, in yeah. the long term. But you know, that's what happens with music, and when you write about, you know, current affairs or whatever, sure. it's just it's going to happen like that. Yeah, <laughs> no. uh,
1: yeah. It just I don't know. It just made me laugh today thinking about that. And like, and um, I don't yeah, know. that is a good point. Yeah, <laughs> there's. Uh, I was listening. I don't know. I forget now who was talking about it, but like how um, it was a comedian. I saw it. One night, and he was talking about that, like how we're people are going to have to tell their kids stories about like, yeah, we used to have to go to the city and have to, you know, meet, <laughs> meet a guy on the corner to get, you know, and like now you can just
2: go to the sketchy yeah, guy's right. house that wants to keep you there for three yeah. hours and talk your ear off. And... Right. And then I... Yeah, different different vibe now, man. Now it's funny in. to me because like everyone out here now is just everyone I know is growing. Mm-hmm. Everyone at their houses. Is... Yeah. It's so insane to me. It's like, uh, Finding flour ain't hard. If you want edibles, you yep. probably have to go to a, a dispensary, but you know everything else is just people are just handing it out now, man. <laughs> it's a totally different ball game. Yeah. Oh, I, I love the future. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> we uh, so I don't know. I don't talk about it much, but mm. uh, I'm not. I don't. I don't care. But it does to... But I grew up around, my parents were old hippies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they smoked a lot, and they had a grow room in our basement. Yeah. And it was just funny, like, I'm in, you know, I'm in middle school, we've gone through D.A.R.E. And, and they're still, yeah. like, acting like I don't know what it is, and so, you know, it was like, it was just, uh, they are always like, go to your room, you know, that, was that, oh, kind, of, wow. that kind of thing, and I'm like, oh, you know, man. so, it was just funny to me that, like, but, um, you know, at the time, I I, I mean i knew what it what was going on i just but i didn't like and think about it much really like it was just it was just the way it was at our house and sure, I, like but sure. I to think about like that we had a grow room in the basement and and everything else like was kind of kind of crazy to think about yeah bit. i man. mean like obviously it's not a big deal now but i'm just like as as a, you know i get into like a few years separated from you're like oh yeah was i guess that's not how everybody lives you know, like, yeah you're right you know, right like, yeah all
2: right yeah my parents you can just look at old photos from like the 70s and shit and just right. look at their faces their eyes <laughs> and those photos, you're like yeah y'all were partying yeah <laughs> pretty obvious y'all were partying but you know yep well you uh
1: so when you uh you got that we got earthworms you can find earthworms um on Facebook and Instagram and everything. So, right. Yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. find the old records wherever you're getting your music at. So you yeah.
2: The uh, the first three albums are on Spotify, just under Earthworms. Yeah. Uh, and I think we are going to be updating Bandcamp and a few other uh, sites and sources before the, the new one drops. Yeah. So And the new one we are pressing on vinyl, which I'm super excited oh, yeah. about. Uh, we signed with a new label that's based out of Los Angeles called Breakfast Records. Um, these dudes are, you know, we know a lot of these guys from over the years, different projects. Matthias from Earthworms is, is living out in Los Angeles, I think, like, the last two years maybe now. Um, but, yeah, the album is uh, in, like, the final mastering stages. And, like I said, in the next two weeks, will be fully completed. So uh, okay. we're just kind of going to be waiting on the vinyl, honestly, man, because vinyl takes a little bit. The pressing takes yeah. like a couple months. So I, I have a feeling... It's going to be very end of the year is when you'll see this thing come out.
1: When I've heard that a lot of the, the factories are kind of backed up from everybody else's projects too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, with COVID messed everything up. So like, like everyone, everyone so, made all yeah. their, all their
2: music and everyone's trying to do it at the same yeah, time. So. so,
1: but yeah, no, nah, it'd be uh, worth the wait. I mean, heck, we already waited 11 years or whatever. Now, so. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: You guys can wait a little bit, but yeah, we got like a, uh, we filmed a music video that will be coming out soon and uh, a couple other things. So we'll, we'll release some things to keep people satisfied yeah. before then. But uh, the major drop will probably be at the end of the year, I'm guessing. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah. check it out. Earthworms, Day Day. Yeah, Leonardo or the underground, cutting down Any fucker come for my brothers, you're just another clown With your face painted like contour You walk war-forged in the fires of Mount Zion, the God Force They and draw hordes of victims, give them an encore All for my niggas, I've been delivering God for a hardcore killer I did it not cause I'm into it, committing mass murder And serving all with the penmanship, all for the game I talk but they can back it up, carrying the world on my shoulders The weight is adding up, even Atlas shrugged And daily I'm fighting Draculas, whack-ass rapper Man, I had enough. I'm finna snap a camera. Can't capture a savage insane master. I'll damage your brain faster than having cocaine after you battle the same bastard. Who won it? Don't do it. I'm smoother than cool runners. It ain't all just rainbows and chicken wings. wash while staying with the nicotine. Ain't counting big bag rolls and limousines. Perfect game. Knowing everything but the kitchen sink. It ain't all just bag rolls and tricky things. Melancholy borderline, but it stays bittersweet. Spinning the cells, parking up your Twitter. The feet hanging out like space balls on the missing link. What it, wh- what it, look like? what it, what it, what it, what it, look like? Holding pen in my clutches but I relax Keep my mind open and focused upon the track that I follow Much as he it off, he gotta swallow Pop the lid off the top of the bottle, hollow it out Drop a jewel fuel for inverting a shadow of doubt Feeling the groove, the dream Dragging his out of his den Black patty wagging his tail at it again Habit of hopping into the pocket and ripping the hem Slipping and gem or two, kicking a center two Centipede a Peter dip under your tennis shoe Revenue for the decadent, beckoning into the penitent man I carry on in the pursuit of an intelligent plan Cause I'm a medicine man Hacking it through the jungle with a machete in my hand Ready to take a stand Hand it the shovel if the levee's undermanned. If you ran through all the trouble you can handle, y'all can scram it ain't all just rainbows and chicken wings White wash walls stained with the nicotine yeah. Ain't countin' big rolls and limousines Perfect game, throwing everything but the kitchen sink yeah. It ain't all just tangos and chimney beans. Melancholy for the line, but it's sweet Splinter cells, walking up your Twitter feed hanging out like space balls on the missing link <laughs> what, it, what it look like? Gonna rumble in my tummy Struggling with money Came here for the nummies Stay cause it's lovely Stay cause the city keeps punting Stay cause we came from nothing And we made it into something It's an epic like Frodo in the one ring We schizophrenic and we don't know what we wanting First and third and the cleanup hitters grunting Thirst is served and the meter keeps running How can a fella help if she's stunning Booty that'll make you lose your cunning But Rudy gon' fail if there isn't any hunting The ship gon' sail if the it is just fronting Run and tell a worms are coming, the old girl is humming We turned it up cause the whole world is mumbling We earn your trust with the slow burn, it's bubbling We turn rust into gold, we cool runnings. It ain't all just rainbows and chicken wings Whitewashed while stained with the nicotine Ain't counting big bag rolls and limousines Perfect game, throwing everything but the kitchen sink It ain't all just tangos and teams, Melancholy, polonized, but it it's sweet in itself walking up with Twitter feed hanging out nice like space balls on the missing link
1: you are uh, you're also a uh, part of another group uh, that uh quite active around mm-hmm. town and uh the country uh, yeah. which is uh, my posse in effect yeah tribute you, to the beastie boys yeah and you guys crush it man that, thanks, that, man. that is one of the <laughs> most highly entertaining shows you can go see uh oh thanks dude uh, really appreciate uh, that you know like just uh just everything like it, the music sounds amazing the the visual you know <laughs> with the uh, you know you got your your three mcs up front and st- you know right. like so it's just like they, uh, the, you know, the track suits or the, uh, you know, <laughs> sabotage. Uh, yeah, man.
2: That. We kind of go all out on the theatrics. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of those things that were like, the show has evolved to the point, like, you look at our early stuff and I'm like almost embarrassed by it. But like now where we're, where we've taken the show, it's like we're playing, you know, pretty large venues, like, you know, 1,000, 2,000 seaters. And, uh, whenever we play in St. Louis, it's either at Delmar Hall or the pageant nowadays. And, um, I've kind of even had to adapt and learn a couple new things too because I run, I started running all the visuals for the band through one of the plugins on my DJ program. Uh, Serato has like a video plugin interface where I can actually manipulate videos like on my turntables, which okay. is insane. Yeah. Technology, man, I'm telling you. But uh, so I've made, uh, we've made video edits for like every piece of the show that are custom. And like obviously we use a lot of the, Beastie Boys amazing uh, music video catalog. Those guys have some of the greatest videos ever made with yeah. Spike Jones and everybody. But uh so yeah, we we like we're really big on like the visual presentation of the show too cuz it's so important to who they sure. were as a group, you know, and what I love about Beasties too is like every album that they put out is almost a different like a totally different project. Like the first album obviously was, you know, Def Jam, 80s era hip-hop with, you know, big 808s, Rick Rubin producing, you know, like 80s guitar solos and shit added on top and, you know, and it's great for what it is. Then you got Paul's Boutique next, which is like the greatest sample-based hip-hop album of all time. And um, then they moved into like picking up their instruments again and playing like, you know, they'd have like full-blown like funk instrumentals and... They really showcase, like, you know, they could be an alternative rock band again and do punk rock shit, too, and mix it all with hip-hop and put it in a blender. And this is really fun to play all these different styles, because, like, you know, even in the show, we go into some of, like, the B-side cuts and, like, you know, stuff that, like, if you're a diehard BCs fan, we're right. probably going to play, like, we're not just going to play Fight Fear Your Ride to Party and all yeah, that shit. Sure. I mean, obviously we do, but uh, the deeper stuff is, like, my favorite parts of the show, just because... Sometimes you can look out in the crowd and it's like, you know, your normal fan that only knows those mega hits is kind of like, what is this? This is cool, you know, and yeah, the show is just a big party, dude. You know, we're always trying to one up and do something interactive with the crowd or, you know, COVID kind of messed some of that up a little bit, but it's slowly coming back. But yeah, man, um, we had a big tour planned last year and that got canned, obviously, and we're starting to make up. We've made up a few of those dates, so we're starting to make up a lot of those uh, for the rest of the year. We're doing, we're traveling around this fall. A lot of shows in October and November, and um, at least for St. Louis, um, be on the lookout. Our next, our next major solo show is the night after Thanksgiving at Delmar Hall. So, cool man, definitely come yeah. out to that one, man. I don't know who's going to be on support on that, but uh, yeah man, it's going to be yeah. uh it's going to be a badass show, dude. Well, you got uh there's well b- before that uh, we do have a
1: big one where you you're, yeah. you're going <laughs> to you're bringing everything together, which I think is super cool. Thanks, uh, yeah. this is going to be uh, October 2nd mm-hmm. and this is Grove Fest uh, which is always a, a good party and I was kind of wondering if yeah. uh, if it was going to happen or not. Um, right. you know, with, with everything still kind of a lot of a lot of things are up in the air still, uh, mm-hmm. so it was nice to see uh, kind of a, a staple and your on your calendar every year right. come back, come back around and
2: yeah. I mean, to me, it's just a big honor to be invited to headline this thing that I've I've honestly think I've played almost every Grove Fest for like the last fifteen years. Yeah. I've been a resident DJ at Atomic Cowboys since they opened. I've always been super active in the Grove at all the different venues, whether it be you know. Ready room, bootleg, uh, you can go down the, the, the line. Um, <laughs> All those are closed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sad to say that now. Oh, yeah. I was just kind of realizing right. that. But yeah. But Which I, I, stop, hear, I, I hear
1: good things about Hot Java. I haven't been over there. Yeah. Uh, since I'm eight. actually
2: playing there not this Sunday, but next cool. Sunday. So yeah. I'm going to see how that goes. I'm excited to check it out. Me uh, too. So. I'm at uh, Takashima Record Bar every Thursday night. Uh, new spot, my my homie Hal Greens yeah. and his wife run. It's a really dope spot. All vinyl DJing. I get to bring out my records, which is awesome because I, I never really could do that these days because it's hard to know whether or not people are going to appreciate you lugging yeah. super heavy <laughs> crates of records out. Uh, so yeah, definitely come check me out on Thursday nights over there. Uh, but yeah, The Grove has just been so important to my upbringing, my musical upbringing in St. Louis, you know, and it's meant a lot to me over the years and just to see that neighborhood evolve has been pretty amazing. But yeah, Grove Fest, uh, October 2nd, Saturday night, it's going to be pretty amazing. They, uh, asked me to do like a 90 minute mega set to kind of close the festival down on the main stage on the street. It's free to get in. So definitely, you know, bring your friends out. Um, but yeah, we're kind of going to do, a big showcase of all the different stuff that I, I've, I'm involved in. And I'm going to actually debut a lot of the new music I've been making over, you know, the last year and a half since quarantine started. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, earthworms uh, is, uh, Matthias is coming in from LA. We're going to do a, an earthworms performance. My posse effect is going to close uh, the whole showdown. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. And um, my boy steady P from my record label, Indie ground is coming in. He's going to perform with me. He's got new material. Uh, me and him, I got a new album coming out next year. He's got a new album dropping in a couple weeks, actually. I'm, on, I'm featured on a few songs there, so we're going to do some of that material. And then um, I'm also going to showcase a couple of other friends of mine in the scene that I'm not necessarily like hands-on or fully involved in their careers or their music, but we do shows together and we're all good friends. So yeah. showcasing them. Uh, my girl Frankie doo and her band The Thundercats Uh, Really good funk and soul uh, group with some heavy hitter uh, musicians, some heavy hitter players in there. They're going to perform. Also got uh, my girl, Miley. We go way back, like 15 years. I've known her forever. She's going to perform. And also um, the newcomers, uh, my homie Dev uh, and his crew, uh, St. Jack, they're going to perform as well. So, yeah. And also I'll do some solo shit because I obviously, I got to do a little (laughs) something. I got to do a little something, man, right? So, so it's gonna be a pretty epic performance, man. I'm super excited. Don't make sure you you guys come out to that. That's October second. Yeah.
1: So you're up. Uh, you'll you're on stage all night long, and then everybody else is gonna be
2: kind of hopping in and out. Yeah, it's gonna be like a you know rotating roster. Right. I'm gonna be on stage with like 20 different people by the time yeah. that 90 minutes is done. That's so a, it's gonna be awesome, man. We're gonna yeah. have a full visual show accompany it. I got some some uh, great people that. Uh, do animated visuals and stuff for like Alexis Tucci and like the night chaser people yeah. and all that. They're coming out and they're going to, you know, make sure everything looks pretty interactive and you know, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it, man. Yeah. It's going to well, be cool. It's been a lot of work, a lot of planning. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm over here kind of stressing over it. I'm like, I'm ready for this thing, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, along with Moff, you also got uh, Trey G Will Robinson, uh, my homies, uh, Brother Lee and the Leather Jackals, yeah, right. uh, one of my absolute favorites. Uh, uh, you also got uh, the youngsters over at School of Rock. Uh, the kids will be doing a set. Uh, I'm sure it's the house band.
2: Uh. Yeah, they're kicking the festival off. I think they go on at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So definitely family friendly, starting the the night off, the day off. Really. Yeah, and, and then- all the Grove businesses will be participating and having tents and food trucks and uh, the whole nine. And yeah. Definitely come support one of the best uh, entertainment districts in St.
1: Louis. For sure. So 3 to 11, uh, nonstop entertainment, uh, music, food, fashion, shopping, kid and dog friendly, it says. So, yeah, yeah, bring bring the whole family out. (laughs) Do it. um, We'll try
2: to uh, cover some of our dirty rap lyrics, I promise.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh, That's (laughs) that's not up to me. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. (laughs) Uh, Man, I uh, I was kind of telling a story the other day, uh, just uh but uh so i went to see uh steve burn at um at siue mm. uh several years ago and there was like the family-friendly portion of the show uh with this uh magician comedian yeah um um uh, what i can blink on his name now but anyway he was great but he was definitely the family it was like a you know Family weekend thing at the university, so like sure. all the little kids and stuff were there, and mom and dad, and and they made a big announcement. Hey, uh, this is your cue to go. The rest of the show is adult. <laughs> that uh, you know, and and hardly anybody left. Yeah, and well. so, st- and Steve Byrne comes out, and he's oh, not man. like super dirty by any means. I and mean, he says some adult things, obviously, but sure. but uh, typically his crowd is. 21 up you know and stuff so in a club so he 35 and up yeah (laughs) so so he's uh anyway he does some joke and it wasn't like even a you could tell of like just physically watching him like struggle like not to say some dirty shit with eight-year-olds in the front row and you know so but then i think he's like realized finally like well they've been warned and (laughs) and then he says some joke about like I don't know it was coming in a girl's eye or something like whatever whatever it was but that was like the punchline kind of or something and was like again not even a great joke by you know right. whatever but it did the job and I watched I watched everybody like get up and you know all, oh, the, all these man. families and like I laughed so hard at that 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 was like dude
2: but, uh, something kind of similar a couple years ago it was uh, Chesterfield Taste of St. Louis okay yeah and they booked Mixmaster Master Mike speaking of the Beastie Boys alright and I specifically went just to see Mix Mastermind. Yeah, absolutely. I went with my boy V Tom and, and some friends and stuff. And I, you could tell we were the only ones there to actually see him do some real DJ shit. I mean, that dude's one of the greatest uh, scratch turntabless DJs has ever lived. And he came out and immediately was on the mic in front of a ton of kids and families like,
0: What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs>
2: Ah, like screaming and you get to see everyone's faces I was dying and yeah. I was like this is great this dude does not care Right? he's not ch- yeah, changing get, his persona at all I got my check sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I talked to him later on in the night and he was like I didn't know it was all ages until yeah. I got out there and I kind of <laughs> it's like muscle memory man sometimes sure. it's hard to turn that off it's like when you're used to playing in front of 21 plus crowds at yeah. nightclubs and venues and shit your whole career it's like yeah, it's really tough to like switch that like even with some of my groups, we've done all ages events, and I gotta like, tell these dudes, like, censor your lyrics. That's just hard to do when you're yeah. performing. And again, like, everything just kicks in. You got adrenaline pumping, and you're just in the zone. And sometimes it just flies out <laughs> the mouth, right. and you're like, oh shit, oops. Yeah. You know, can't go back, can you? Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All I can tell uh, for October 2nd is I can just tell the guys to. Hey, watch it. Yeah. Just just be mindful of it, but I can't promise they're gonna you know eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well I figured. at that point it will be nine thirty to I was eleven. A, so yeah, I was say, by the
1: time you hit the stage, it's probably bedtime for I'm, those. A, I'm <laughs>
2: hoping the children are gone by then. Right. Even though it'll be cool to perform for them, but you know. What yeah.
1: I, mean. <laughs> I no, I mean like but I've i I've been at those like all ages shows like you're talking about. And I do find it like maybe you know, I think if they're got there at that point, parents are know what they're getting them them into and the kids don't really care and like they've heard worse probably everywhere else anyway oh yeah and uh but like you know it's just like but i find it like super cool when you watch you see some you know six eight year old whatever and they're just like jamming out to their one of their favorite bands and right. it's like i don't know I, I, like i just went uh i went to see jj J. gray and mofro mm. uh the other night and um I guess mom must have paid for like the meet and greet. I don't know all the details of the story, obviously, but he uh, JJ made a nice little shout out to this young girl that he met earlier in the in the day, and okay. you know, Daisy or Maisie or something like that, whatever it was. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I want to say hey to my friend, and and uh, and she's like sitting on mom's shoulders, like singing along to the word, you know, she knew the songs and yeah, man. and uh, and then he like you know um, came over and handed her a pick and stuff, and like, That's I was cool. like, so, but that kid like is going to remember that forever, you know? And like, right. and the, and th- you know, I always think about that, the whole like ripple effect, you know, that right. that one moment, what that's going to do to that kid's yeah. life and maybe put him into music and make him want to do all this stuff. And
2: that's like, I gotta say, um, my posse and effect has had a couple moments like that. And I haven't experienced it like that with a lot of my other projects until that particular band was put together. And it's just like, there was one I still remember. We were in, man, we were somewhere in Iowa playing the uh, opening of this new venue, and they, uh, I don't know how this kid ended up on stage with us. And my, I had a photographer buddy that was traveling with us. My boy Mike Romer, and Mike's a hell of a photographer, an awesome guy. And uh, Mike's a big dude. He's like six three or whatever. And this little kid got like brought up on stage, and he was like dressed up as like Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys. <laughs> it was perfect, and like. We do all kinds of crazy stuff, like toilet paper guns and all this. And I think we let him like shoot some of the toilet paper guns in the crowd, or whatever. And at one point, Mike picked him up and threw him into the crowd. And this kid was crowd surfing, <laughs> and Mike pulled out his camera, and the kid looked back at Mike and had just like the, was grinning ear to ear, yeah, like he was having sure. the time of his life. And Mike snapped this incredible photo of him. And this kid's dad tracked us down after the show was over. And him and Mike started talking and Mike and him exchanged information like email addresses and stuff. Mike emailed him like a high res insanely. Like, he edited the photo and made it like a black and white version, this and that. And he emailed it to this dad and the guy had it blown up and framed. And it's like that particular picture is <laughs> hanging above their couch in their yeah. living room now from a My Posse and Effects show. Like it's so right. cool. And like we played there a couple months ago. Where was that? Bettendorf, Iowa. Some random dude, <laughs> whatever <laughs> they love us out there it's awesome but uh they came to the show again and we're talking about like you've man That photos behind our, you know, our couch now No, nah, 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 right. like, <laughs> he still talks about that and it's just like dude that's so cool man yeah. like that's that's the best like sure man you know a little piece of us in their in their living room now yeah you know yeah man <laughs> that's
1: cool super cool yeah um no i, I love that stuff i just you know I I think about that kind of those things like that cuz like I don't know I I worked at the YMCA for 8 years uh sports with kids. Mm. I worked in elementary for 7 years uh you know like uh and you know there's uh some, you know obviously there's some of them are punks, you know, brats, and oh, stuff, sure. but yeah there, I mean there's, there's always going to be that. Yeah, yeah, but there's some really good kids and like it's just cool to see the what well, the like them genuinely happy like that and like in, in that moment or whatever it might be and seven yeah, like change, change their whole life and stuff. So yeah, it's awesome, dude. Yeah.
2: I so. mean, uh, it was funny cause even like steady P has, uh, he has twins and I think they're going to be, oh, they're almost six years old now. And I went over there a couple months ago. I went to Kansas city and I brought my gear and I set up my stuff in his studio for a couple days and we were working on some of the new material or whatever. And, um, I showed one of his sons like, like turntable stuff kind of like boosted him up on a seat yeah. and showing him like put your hand here and this is what this is da, da, da. and it's like I stayed there for a couple days I remember I came down like the next day or whatever and he was like trying to turn all my stuff on he was trying to touch <laughs> everything out. and he, and even steady after I left was like man you did something to that kid's, that kid's <laughs> right. brain yeah. now, now he like wants to DJ and yeah. he's asking about you and this and that and I was like dude that's awesome man it's so cool yeah. Yeah, man. So it's just like hey man if they're if they're showing any interest in any form of art it's like dude everyone needs to embrace that and try to right. nurture that for real like you know because like i feel like you know most kids these days it's just like throw a screen in front of their face and tell them to shut up it's just like yeah come on man <laughs> yeah well you
1: know when we um uh, mentioned school of rock i mean i think that's like they're that's exactly what they're trying to do. Trying to get these, you know, mm-hmm. kids to. Learn. I love that. That's yeah, so, cool. so uh, I really love what they do over there. and uh, My buddy Phil Russo is uh, heavily involved in everything over there, and
2: nice they do great work. So uh, I know, haven't seen them, but do they
1: play like like is like classic rock stuff? Or I mean, they do. Uh, so like the house band. I'm thinking to, of the movie,
2: I guess, yeah, more, more than yeah.
1: whatever they're, you the, know. Typically, the house band uh, kind of thing, they have a, I just saw, so I did this uh, show uh, where I was invited to be uh, a judge uh, for Battle the Bands, and all of them, all the bands were, like, high school-age kids, mm. um, and, I mean, the talent level was through the roof. I mean, they, I was blown away. Some You could tell some, um, you know, there's still a... a Sure. Uh, gap, but there was uh, but there was some some of the groups were super talented, and um, you know, and some one of them like was only been together like two months or something, whatever, or cup whatever it was, and like, but you could already tell there was something here. It just needed to be polished and like uh and that's kind of stuff was fun i mean
2: if they stick with it for years to come it's like those kids are gonna be beasts man like that's gonna be a whole level of talent man like that's yeah yeah.
1: but the school of rock kids opened the show kind of getting everything and then like they had a bunch of different like you know they just had a backline. so a bunch of different kids jumped up and in and out of like grabbing brother guitar and our set of the drum kit or whatever and uh and they uh i mean they did a lot of like you know classic rock kind of stuff but uh Mm. and then but they so i know they do like learn like different um bands and catalogs do whatever and stuff so there's a lot of different influences that come through and are different styles they learn and all that stuff but i love hearing that that's very cool (laughs) but uh there was a it's it's cool though i really like what they're doing and but uh they so that show there's a group called uh guilty pleasures that we, we picked to, to win this the show mm. and uh, they were I was again like I'm. they're coming on the show here in a little bit and I was like how are you guys doing that like I don't know like <laughs> it was so impressive you know it was like but they like they nailed uh, they came out with a, play Voodoo Child from uh, Stevie Ray oh, Vaughan, wow. straight Stevie Ray Vaughan version damn and like and, the, and they just crushed it and like <laughs> Uh, some serious guitar work yeah there, All right, right yeah i mean like i'll pull I'll, I'll show you some video when we're done too yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. And, but i was like they carry themselves like total pros they don't You there's no way you would guess these kids are 16 or whatever you know so it's like that's awesome yeah man. But, so i'm excited <laughs> to keep an eye on you know see what they do because yeah dude. um but yeah
2: uh something to look forward to yeah so that's well, badass yeah dude, definitely
1: will you uh let's see uh so you can find again find uh dj moff on your facebook and instagram also get plugged in there
2: yeah just at dj moff it's m-a-h-f yeah pretty much on everything i got a soundcloud page with dj mixes on it yeah uh i do have some stuff on spotify um a lot of it is listed under the groups that i'm working with like if you look up earthworms steady p that's s-t-e-d-d-y space p steady p or indie ground or label it's i-n-d-y ground um but i some spotify stuff you can search my name and find it but it's you know yeah depends on what the project is or whatever sure but yeah man
1: you uh uh so like uh well i was gonna ask you some questions and I guess I'll get to that. My part of that segment.
2: Yeah. Not to get, uh, uh, to, to one other project I need to plug real quick is, um, I'm putting out, uh, the fourth installment of this, uh, mixtape series I've been doing since I started my DJ career. It's called homemade junk. So volume four is coming out. I've been working on it since quarantine started. I haven't put one out in 10 years, so it's been a while. Uh, and yeah, I'm about to release that. I think that may come out this year. Stay tuned to that. It's kind pop- of like a love letter to hip hop type thing, where I remix like all different genres and time periods of hip hop, and kind of put my own spin on it. And then I put it in like a complete like mixtape form with scratch routines and skits, and you know, little crazy, you know, a lot of a lot of hardcore DJ stuff in there, but. Uh, people have been asking for years. They've been bugging me about it. And I'm finally got around to it. Thanks yeah. to, uh, the shutdown. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I've been playing a lot of it out of the clubs and stuff that I play. And the reaction I'm getting is already really positive. So, sure. um, I'm just excited to kind of get the thing done and get it out. So,
1: yeah, I love like that old, old hip hop for sure. Like, uh, you, I remember, um, mentioning that halo bar show. I saw you at, I remember you played like express yourself, uh, uh yeah N- nwa in there and like yeah and uh and again that was like um and i hadn't heard that one in quite a while and like <laughs> it was just like it's i love uh you know that's what's fun about going to those shows you can throw in some some cut that we haven't heard right you now so
2: well yeah especially those funk and soul sets i like to throw in some hip-hop that has like sampled right th- those old records and yeah. stuff and it's just like what is that, a Charles Wright song under the same name, Express Yourself. Right. um, Yeah, the NWA version still cracks me up when Dr. Dre's verse says, where he says, uh, don't smoke weed or cess. And then like three years later, his (laughs) album The Chronic comes out and it's all about that shit. It's like, okay, bro. yeah, This is the one radio single that NWA made that I I think it's the only track they ever put out that doesn't have curse words in it. (laughs) so it's just like okay man you're gonna say you don't smoke weed yeah Uh yeah wink wink whatever that's about yeah (laughs) still a good song
1: though oh yeah that's uh i always want to think about it too like when uh when he says uh now uh, so just chill to the next episode Mm. and then they did the track next episode (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute! Are we supposed to quit chilling now? Or, or like, what's
2: going on, Dre?" You right, know, right, like, right. <laughs> hey, man. Sometimes you can't predict these things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I'm still, I'm, I'm still chilling, Dre." Yeah, man. Uh,
2: yeah. I miss doing my Dre Day party, man. You got me thinking about that now. Yeah. Man. Yeah. His birthday's on what is it, February 18th, and I haven't been able to do it. I guess the last. Wait guess I, we didn't do one this year we did we did it in twenty twenty and then a couple weeks later it yeah. was a shutdown, yeah, that's right, but it snowed in twenty twenty, so it also was kind of a weird show 'cause all like right. it's one of those it's the one thing about throwing like those specific events that can't be rescheduled that are tailored around like a specific date yeah. or event or happening or whatever, and it's like ugh, of course, it snows all day long on the day I throw a drink, <laughs> it's like. Some people braved the snow and came out, but it definitely wasn't what it was previous years. And yeah. that's one of my favorite parties I throw, man. It's a crazy, crazy night. Mm-hmm. But next year, man, 2022, yeah. Dre Day. Book it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you,
1: uh, so again, you can find out. I was also going to mention uh, one thing I really like that you used to do too that uh, I guess kind of got put on hold, but uh Moff's Music Machine uh, right? doing the podcast, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. I did a number of episodes of that, and it was successful, and I had good listeners, and I got to be completely honest, I stopped doing it because I got kicked off of yeah. multiple platforms because I was playing music that wasn't in their algorithm, like shit that's unreleased, like stuff that I've made or stuff that my buddies have made that isn't out and wasn't in like the system on Spotify. And I think whenever they were trying to like analyze it they were just like we don't know what this is (laughs) so they kicked me off spotify the only platform that left me on was uh with the apple podcast app and i don't know man i just got frustrated i'm like man if i can't even use like put this out through multiple platforms and get the listeners i want like i don't know man yeah i do miss doing that because like the whole theme of that show is just me kind of going back to my old radio show i used to do like a long time ago and just playing new music that I like. Like it, I wasn't DJing, I wasn't mixing, was just me and a microphone playing music and explaining the artists and what, what these releases are or their backstories or whatever. And just, it was like my, what I'm actually listening to in my own time it had nothing to do with what I'm playing at the club has nothing to do with whatever. It's like, if you jump in my car, that's what I'm currently listening to yeah. type thing. And I wanted, I loved sharing all that. Cause like I turned a lot of people on to things that they never heard before. And I'm just kind of... I want to bring it back. I just don't know how to do that without getting in trouble again. (laughs) Like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. You know, when you you have... I know. I'm sure you've been there. It's like, dude, you make something, you edit it, you put it out, and then for it to get taken down because of an algorithm, it's like, God damn, man. Like, is it even worth the effort now? Like, I I don't know. I don't get any trouble from um, any any of the podcasts
1: necessarily. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube's the only one I ever get really flagged on a lot yeah. of, or Facebook. If I make a like, a, I used to, when I was doing some of them over Zoom, I would post the video up on Facebook too. Mm. Um, and uh, sometimes I get flagged on, they would mute certain sections and stuff. And because of copyright, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not like claiming credit, I'm just sharing. Right. And like, and, uh, and, but the same thing on YouTube, well, I'm glad. I would get flagged, but it would just say I couldn't monetize. And I was like, I'm not looking to monetize it anyway. Right. I'm glad that the royalties of anything are going yeah, to so those it's artists. It's like, not the so, of what, right. this,
2: what this show is. It's, so, you know.
1: But I would get all these notifications like, oh, this got flagged for copyright. And I'm like i'm not you know i'm not never i credit everybody i credit all the artists i don't i'm not trying like, to Man, s- the
2: music industry is grass yeah. mat straws right. on every cent that they can possibly make sure but yeah, get- it's just funny because i have like two out of three strikes already on my soundcloud page like one more and my page gets deleted because of copyright issues from record labels getting weird that i remix their material or whatever like just yeah. like, come on, man. I'm a hip hop DJ. This is what I do for a living. Like, this just, is part of the culture. I mean, I get it, and I know there's rules and whatever, and the labels and algorithms and all that, but it's just yeah. it's like, man, I'm just trying to be creative and do cool shit. Sure. I don't it's, know how really, that, it's really frustrating. Like I don't know how
1: that guy like uh, DJ Cumberbun does his what well, he does. Like
2: Yeah, that's the one thing like there was like my, one of the tracks I got flagged on SoundCloud was I remixed was it the, was it the Sublime song? Was it Summertime or Doing Time or yeah, whatever? What, summertime, I guess. Or what, I can't remember the actual track name off the top of my head right now. Drawing a blank. But yeah, I flip that, and I, well, who are they on Capitol Records? I think. Like you know, I get a message on SoundCloud. Capitol Records has flagged your track. <laughs> if you want to dispute it and do all this extra, shit, I'm like, no, I don't. Wanna, like they own the, it's yeah. their shit. I know it is. Again, I'm just trying to like be creative and put my own spin on this song that I used to like, you know, fuck me, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, damn, dude. And it's funny because like, you know, right when the shutdown happened last year, I jumped pretty much headfirst into streaming on Twitch doing DJ sets just like from my studio in my basement. And a lot of people were trying to stream on like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and they'd get up, their stream would get up, people would tune in, and they would get kicked off in yeah. five minutes from playing something that the algorithm would pick up. And that's why I, I just w- was strictly Twitch the whole time. And I just was focused on, like, I'm, like, I'm going to build this Twitch page because Twitch is the only one that lets you get through the full performance live without flagging you. Right. Uh, the stream stays up on your page, I think, for A week or two weeks, I think it might be 14 days. Yeah, Uh, where you can replay the episode and rewatch it, but that's when the algorithm steps in and will mute sections out. If like a major label detects that, hey, you use this Kanye West snippet or or whatever it is, like they'll mute that shit out. And there was a couple episodes that I did. I think I did. Michael Jackson's birthday is at the very end of August. And I think I did like a, a because I used to do a Motown on Monday stream and I did a Michael Jackson episode for his birthday. And that whole thing, the replay was completely (laughs) muted. The full two hour set was in the red and completely (sighs) muted. And people were like, Oh, I tried to click it on that. And it literally, there was no audio whatsoever. I was like, yeah, it's Michael Jackson, man. I like, you didn't tune in live you're not going to hear that episode type of thing just watch it's it's just it's weird how you know uh, just watching you get down uh, yeah it's just me djing in silence (laughs) you can just vibe out to me bob my head with my headphones on (laughs) but yeah it's uh i don't know it's funny how all that stuff works you got to tiptoe around it as a dj and kind of like it's like i don't even know with this homemade junk for project like i'm going to release it i think just on my website to avoid all that shit because I just don't even know if I put it up on SoundCloud I have a feeling my whole entire account's going to get deleted you know because there's going to be something in there because there's so many I think there's like 26 remixes on there right now and I'm I'm still making more I don't know why I need to stop probably (laughs) (laughs) at some point I I need to just finish this thing and stop making new material but um, yeah I I know for a fact if I put that up on SoundCloud it's going to get taken off yeah So it's just so weird like, Yeah, I, I don't know and that's
1: the thing like you're saying obviously i get like you can't have somebody sit there listening to everything all the time but it's not you can't even it's a computer you know it's all like and there, it, there's nobody making a justification call like oh this is not i'm not claiming that this is uh mm-hmm. you know so I'm. them i don't know it's just frustrating as is as like you're saying you're just trying to do do creative stuff and have fun with it and right they so, don't care about yeah,
2: that, though. But, but And it's funny, because in the DJ world, everyone was trying to trade secrets last year. Yeah, like, hey, if you are playing on Facebook, you need to pitch the songs either way faster or way slower. Right. And then the algorithm won't pick it up. And there were certain red-flagged artists that were like, the minute you play... Like, someone was saying, like, if you play Post Malone at all on Facebook, you will get deleted in two seconds. Yeah. Like, they just will pick that up, and you're kicked off immediately. And I'm just like, well, that's cool. I'm not going to play Post Malone (laughs) anyway. But I know buddies that do, and got in trouble. And it's just like, man, again, you're tiptoeing around all these, like, rules when you're just trying to, like, vibe out and play. It's like, uh, you know.
1: Yeah. I... I know Prince's catalog is one that's like that too. Like, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I'd probably avoid him too. Uh, that, uh, he's one of my favorites. I shared, um, uh, my, f- it was a, uh, there's a cell phone video on Facebook with, um, my friends, uh, and shaman's harvest, uh, covered mm. it. In, uh, when doves cried, just, uh, live acoustic at a show. Yeah. And it was an incredible performance. And, uh, and it sat there on my YouTube for a long time, like seven, eight years or something. And, and then, like, recently I received a notification that they was removed uh, for copyright. And so, oh, And I'm yeah. just like, why did it take you guys this long to find it? Yeah. Like,
2: I have this so. weird video on my Instagram from, like, five years ago that has a DJ Shadow track in it. And I still get, like, a notification every once in a while. It's like, we flagged this for copyright, whatever. I'm like, that was from, like... Yeah. <laughs> thousands of posts ago like i don't yeah. even remember doing this yeah. okay yeah take it down i don't give a shit sure. anymore yeah if, if you're trolling my page that hard going all the yeah. way down to that post then man i don't even know man yeah <laughs> pretty
1: silly um well yeah uh we'll get uh, get plugged in keep an eye out for all these projects we talked about uh we got a lot of things happening but yeah i wanted to ask you a couple questions before we get out of here mm-hmm. that i had uh um just get your take on some of these. But uh, sure. I'm obviously, a guy that listens to a, a lot of music, uh, yeah. do you have a song that always gets stuck in your head? Is Ooh, it, ah, man.
2: I don't know about that. Or
1: what are most recently stuck in your head?
2: Uh, <laughs> the other night, I watched the new Rick James documentary. It's on oh, Showtime, yeah? which is incredible. It's really badass. But his song, Bustin' Out, has been in my head for days now. It has not left my head. And it's an incredibly funky, amazing song. And my mom used to play it a lot when I was a kid. And so it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's a nostalgia thing, too. But it's just like, man... Since I watched that documentary the last couple of days, that shit is not leaving my brain for whatever reason. Yeah, I woke up the other morning and I like went to take a piss and I'm like <laughs> 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 the horn lines like in my head. I'm like, God damn, man, it's uh, ingrained. It's a good way to
1: start the day, though. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um. All right, uh, the day comes along. We have a DJ Moff. Action figure. <laughs> what do you, uh, well, I'll say besides turntables, mm. uh, what would be three uh, of your accessories? Okay,
2: uh, a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to put headphones in there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, shit, let's throw my dog Ferris in there. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd look good as an action figure. Yeah, know? for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, what about uh when when we have a um DJ Moff biopic? Mm. Who do you think would play uh who would you like to see cast to, oh to play you in the movie version? Oh my god, that's good.
2: Um man. Let's go with uh let's go with Oscar Isaac. I think he'd
1: be Oscar, good. I don't know if I know Oscar Isaac. He's he's been
2: in a lot of shit. He's uh yeah. you ever see ex Machina? You ever see that movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's he's the dude that created like the AI and all yeah. that. that like he, almost, like he's got his head shaved like me. He has got the beard all in that right. movie. I'm like, dude, that dude that could work. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's he's pretty a good wild, actor, man. Yeah. But he, I guess most people know him from probably those the newest Star Wars okay. trilogy. He's what's his character name Poe or whatever. He's like the fighter pilot or whatever. All right, but I don't know. Those movies were whack. <laughs> I'm a huge Star Wars guy too, man. Yeah. So it's hard to say that, but <laughs> man, <laughs> man. <laughs> um,
1: all right. What um, what's a dream duet or
2: collaboration you'd like to see for yourself? Ooh, um, hmm. I mean, I'd obviously want to work with one of my like uh, one of the guys that like super influenced me, like a dude, like maybe like a DJ Shadow or. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a vocalist I would want to work with. Like, maybe like a dude, like, I don't know, like Aesop rock or even like black thought from the roots. Or I was going to say,
1: uh, you just got to see the roots. And uh, like, yeah, I don't think working with any of those guys would be uh, dude, incredible. They, they, were,
2: they crushed it the yeah. other night, man. Like, uh, it's really funny to watch them now since they've been on late night with Jimmy Fallon. It's like, they have a, you can tell there's people at that show the other night that, like, do not know the Roots catalog. Right. Their actual music, their actual albums and shit. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. You can just tell they're there from, like, oh, we watch Jimmy Fallon every night and fall asleep, <laughs> and the Roots are a good band. Let's go see them, <laughs> honey. Sure. And it's just like, you guys have never heard the Do You Want More album yeah. or L. Half-Life or any of that shit. And it's just, like, it was funny watching them the other night, like... Uh. It's like that That crowd got a little, you could tell that, you know, portion of the crowd got a little more comfortable when they went in there like some covers and stuff and did like, you know, they did multiple moments where they did like, let's do some rock shit. They ping pong from like, you know, they did a couple different things. And it was just funny. Like, you know, the, the white people in the crowd knew, were more comfy because they could tell that like, oh, I know this riff. <laughs> like It's kind of funny. It's just really interesting to watch like. Their careers are super interesting, man. Just yeah. coming from Philly and all this stuff they've done with different labels and yeah. just to now. That, it's uh, like, hey, you're on TV five nights a week. Everyone knows you now. It's a good gig, though. They got there. Like, oh, they're killing you know, it. Yeah. I mean, they haven't put out a new album since 2014. I don't think they've had to. Yeah. Like, that, uh, uh,
1: and, but I do like that, one, I mean, obviously, they still get to showcase their incredible talents. Uh, But like I, I love when he... Uh, the the bit I do find I really love is the freestyling with the roots when oh right and, Jimmy, yeah. and then you watch Black Thought like write a couple things he's down insane. and it's like he's a monster
2: yeah. dude he's um, always been one of the best yeah. he's super underrated to me still and it's just like man when are you guys gonna give him his flowers man yeah. he's one of the greatest ever like he's yeah. ridiculous yeah. <laughs> and he crushed it the other night man yeah oh.
1: total they did, pro they just seem like the coolest too like I would just love to just hang with those guys you know like
2: <laughs> i met uh i met quest love a couple years ago uh, when i competed in the red bull three style dj tournament i, I made it to the u.s finals and i got done so the u.s finals is like it's like the world series of djing basically and it's a shitload of pressure i put months into the set and you know i did my set in front of a crazy crowd in denver i killed it Quest Love was one of the judges for the competition and DJ Jazzy Jeff was as well. Right on. And they both yep. were like the intermission act where they like jammed together, which was dope. It was fucking, they killed it. But, uh, you know, I was super nervous, got on, I did my thing, I did, I did really good, crowd was into it. I got off the, the stage and man, I had to piss so bad. <laughs> so I went down to like the, you know, the VIP bathroom, whatever, and I walk up to the bathroom and there's like a dude that's like, seven foot tall giant like blocking the entire bathroom door and i walk up and i'm like hey man and he's just like no nah, man you can't get, you can't come in here right now and i was like uh okay and he goes wait a minute were you just on stage and i go yeah that was me and he's like oh shit we'll get in there you did a great <laughs> job and i go all right so i walk in the bathroom it's this huge bathroom and i walk in i kind of just stopped in the doorway Cause it was Quest Love was at the sink washing his hands and Jazzy Jeff was at a urinal taking a piss, and we all made eye contact at the same time, and I, I just go, oh shit, <laughs> and these dudes, these dudes started laughing. They looked at me and they're like, Quest was like, dude, you crushed it up there, uh, man, great job. And like Jazzy Jeff's like leans back, he's like, yeah, man, you fucking killed it. <laughs> and like I was, I just, I looked at both of them. I go, I love you guys, <laughs> and then they all started laughing. <laughs> And we, we chatted for a little bit, and they were super cool, man. Like, they were just the most down-the-earth dudes, you know. <laughs> Both those dudes have rep Philly harder than almost anyone. So yeah. it's like, it was just super cool, man. And, like, Quest is just, you know, he's one of those dudes where it's like, I'd love to just pick his brain about music and yeah. just talk records with him, like, on a, on a DJ tip, you know. It's like, that dude's like a walking encyclopedia on shit. And I think I'm pretty knowledgeable with that dude. Oof. yeah, Next level, man. For yeah. sure.
1: yeah yeah man he, uh <laughs> <laughs> what a, that's a great story um <laughs> uh, hey man that would be uh that'd be wild to get to spend some time uh picking his brain like that like oh, i said yeah. i'm just uh I'm, that's pretty much why I do this show and uh, getting to hang with guys like yourself too oh, shit. Thanks, spend dude. spend a t- an hour <laughs> hanging with him not
2: a bad gig sir yeah all right
1: <laughs> uh well, man moff this has been an incredible night man i'm really glad we did this oh, thanks, uh, dude. you uh um so yeah come on out to grow fest grow Fest
2: yeah please october uh, 2nd saturday night
1: that's uh it that's, is
2: free no excuses and uh
1: <laughs> should be uh a beautiful fall evening in st louis and Fingers crossed come, Mother Nature come,
2: works with us that yeah. night.
1: Come on out and have a good time and get to see all kinds of great St. Louis music. And Definitely. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, I'll be there. I'll be rocking all night with you because uh, to a bunch of my favorites on that stage. So that's yeah,
2: be- man. Solid lineup. The whole day is going to be awesome. So yeah. come out. Let's hang, y'all. Uh,
1: but uh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you doing this. And well, thanks I'll, for having me, dude. I'll I really do soon. appreciate
2: it. Bye, everybody. Peace.
0: rock paper paper podcast podcast. rock paper podcast rock paper podcast podcast.
1: well yeah that was it